Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Because it wasn't the first thing that came out their mouth was, I can't believe 19 kids die. They go, well, this is what happens when you're not protected at all times. You better not take my guns. Yeah. That took precedence before yeah. having a conversation about 19 children exactly. losing their lives. Exactly. Which bothers me. Yeah. It, it that, doesn't even piss me off. It makes me sad. It makes me sad and it infuriates me. Yeah. Because the fact is, where does that mindset stem from? Entitlement. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. I am back from South Korea, the homeland, the motherland, <laughs> the place where I was born. But not happy to be back. No, America's a little, uh, you know. A little unstable. Listen, if you guys haven't ever or just you've never traveled to, I don't know, Asia, it, it, it's weird. 
listen, I love America. Yeah. I, I appreciate everything that America has done for me, you know, in terms of opportunities that has given my family and also their stuff. It's all great. It's fucking sucks here. Listen, <laughs> like they, it's crazy how technologically advanced South Korea is in terms of how efficient it is. Yeah. Specifically public transportation. <clears throat> The public transportation is pretty amazing in terms of like if you want to get a taxi, grab a taxi. If not a taxi, then you can get go to use a subway. Right. And the subway is faster than the taxi. Mm-hmm. And even the buses are faster than the taxi mm-hmm. because the buses have a separate lane in which they can travel and there's nobody else allowed to be in that lane besides yeah, the buses. Yeah. There's almost no need for a car unless you want to go to the airport. But even then, you can go to the airport mm-hmm. on the train. Yeah. So – Having a car is almost useless. Yeah, I mean, but to be fair, it's a lot more condensed because I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'll, I'll give a fuck. I heard there's this whole. I'm not sure if it's a conspiracy or if it's fact, yeah. but the reason why you know America has terrible public transportation system is specifically because yes. of the gas industry. Makes sense. Like Makes the gas sense. industry. I heard like in L.A. too, or I was reading. And once again, this is something I read in passing at night, you know, when I was going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. But the the train system was supposed to be developed in a very efficient way, but somehow the car companies and gas companies got in the way in terms of like legislation yeah. to fuck it all up. Mm. And that's why we have the worst public transportation system here. Yeah. Which it doesn't make sense because if we're supposed to be the most advanced nation, something as simple as good public transportation yeah. should be readily available. Oh, for sure. For sure. That's something that um I feel like major metropolitan cities in america are pretty much lacking. well i guess aside from new york right new york's but even new york yeah, it's not it's not good but it's not like the worst let's but, say new york versus la la's public transportation is garbage it's I, non-existent pretty much it's like when i go into a train in korea yeah. i feel as clean as i felt when i walked in <laughs> you know what I mean? When you walk into a train in New York, yeah. you you you've caught seventeen versions of COVID. Yeah, it's yeah. disgusting. And you might you might see some you know a, a crazy dude masturbating you know with his pants off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, free show, baby, let's yeah. go. It's just it's kind of crazy, man. And you know when I was in Korea, and we're going to talk about this on the podcast because obviously you know I think it should be talked about, and we've we've definitely touched on this subject before. But when I was in South Korea, I. You know, when I'm traveling, I'm traveling. I'm doing my thing. Mm. And obviously, I was uploading content over there because I was just excited to show people the stuff that I, I got to eat and see. Yeah. Which, these, by the way, you did a good job with yeah, on the reels. So, you know what the funny thing was? Yeah. I actually brought my camera with me. Yeah. I used it one day and I left it. <laughs> Everything was on the phone. It was on the phone. <laughs> it's too heavy. I know. It's inconvenient, man. And also, too, in Korea yeah. and also Japan, people prefer their privacy. You can't just whip out a phone and start recording people. Right. And you would have to ask them. And even then, when you did ask, they would feel uncomfortable. But if it's a phone, it's a little different. Like, there's no way I would have been able to bring my DSLR on the subway and film everybody <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. They would have been like, excuse me, like, don't do that. Yeah. You know, and that's how it was in Japan, too. It was kind of hard. So I kind of remembered that. And I decided to just use my phone and I got a lot of footage in the restaurant and other places that I wouldn't have been able to get with a camera. Yeah. But yeah. honestly, too, these days, like, you don't really need the extra camera. If you're trying to let your content live on Instagram, yeah. you don't need a DSLR. Right, right. You, you don't. And nobody gives a fuck either. Yeah. <laughs> right? You just have to just add color to it. Use like Visco yeah. and then be able to make it look a certain way. I like yeah. the vintage, like super 1990s, like VHS look. Right. So I was, you know, emulating like Fuji film type of stuff, which yeah. I thought it looked great. Yeah. So you don't really need that. But I was in Korea and then apparently like the whole world was exploding while I was there. Right. Because I wasn't looking at the news. And when I came back, I found out 
that there's well the 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 shooting that happened was when I was here mm-hmm. and it was literally after I got out of the dudes behind the foods podcast with Tim and we were getting a burger and then on the screen Tim was like yo look and at the time it said 12 kids were dead mm-hmm. right it, that number is now 19 yeah and then two staff members I believe or two yeah. teachers or yeah. whoever it was yeah which is fucking nuts but even before we even touched that there was two previous shootings in the two weeks that I was in Korea well not to mention, bro, that with just the school shootings, this is the 27th one this year. This fucking oh, year. Shit. In 2022, that's the 20, at least the 27th shooting. You know what I mean? So every time we see shit like this happen, and, and we touched up on this in December when we were talking about it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, well, here's another fucking mass shooting. Yeah. Whether it was at the school, at the fucking supermarket, at a church, like it's another fucking day in America. And it's like, at what point do we say it is like enough is enough? Like it's not, it's bad enough as it is that people are dying, but when it's fucking children, innocent children who are at school, and, and our thing is, well, we're not going to fucking do anything with gun reform laws. What we're going to do is we're going to teach the kids how to hide, how to, what to do in a shooter situation, an active shooter situation, how to run away. And it's like, well, good luck. Now you're prepared. Now you're equipped with the necessary tools to how yeah, to Yeah, I mean, avoid. With this, if you guys don't know, so there was a school out in Texas. I, forget, I don't know which city. Uvalde. Uvalde, Texas. Yeah. Uh, there was, uh, I think he was Hispanic, right? Yeah, he was. was a Hispanic male. Um, he actually had like a, a bulletproof vest on, uh, automatic or semi-automatic rifle. And I don't understand what the motivation was behind it to why he did it. And I don't think nobody yeah. will know because they had to gun him down. Yeah. But essentially when we were watching it on the news, there was 12 kids that were reported dead and that number jumped by seven. It was 19 kids were murdered. You know, this motherfucker killed his own grandma too. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that same day? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so he was just out for he blood. Was- He was on some shit, you know? And and you know what? When we talk about these shootings, we don't ever fucking mention the names of these shooters because these motherfuckers don't deserve that kind of attention and recognition ever. They'll be fucking nameless like the pieces of shit that they are. And this guy, uh, unfortunately, I believe he took his own life too. So he he's not going to face any repercussion or jail time or whatever. Oh, I thought the cops shot him down. Or maybe it was the cop. I, I, yeah. don't, I don't know. I, all I know is he's dead. That's the weird thing too. Yeah. And I don't know if this is, you know, sadistic of me or because I hate this human being so much. Yeah. I don't want them to die. I I think that, that they should live. Fucking rot in jail for the rest of their life, rot right? Rot in jail, be tortured or something because it sucks that this person gets to do what they do because they don't already don't care about their life. Yeah. Well, if they don't care about their life, then they should have it not because it's something that they that they deserve to live but they need to live with their consequences and you know what i'll tell you this the human mind is fragile you could torture the fuck out of somebody oh for sure so i i when i found out that he was shot down or gunned down and he died mm-hmm. i was pissed i'm like no he needs to live yeah he needs to live because he needs to suffer through every fucking thing possible in order for retribution to take place. It's too it's too small of a price to pay for what they've done. Yeah. You know, it's too easy. It's too fucking easy for them to just lose their life after committing a heinous crime like that. Yeah. And it's just like you know, Steve Steve Kerr gave a really passionate speech about it yesterday in the press conference leading up to, you know, the Western Conference Finals and you know, people don't realize the reason why Steve Kerr is so passionate about 
the you know gun violence is that his father was a victim of gun violence. His father was assassinated. Wow. Yeah, he got shot by two guys. I think he was at the University of Beirut. Um, and then it was kind of like an attack against America of sorts. They were targeting mm-hmm. Americans, I mm-hmm. guess. And his father was, um, I think, a professor at the university. And then he he got gunned down. So, you know, Steve Kerr, one, has a personal connection to it. But the, everything he was saying was so fucking valid about like, enough, man. 50 senators are holding the American public hostage when 90% of Americans, regardless of political affiliation, want universal background checks for guns. But because these motherfucking politicians like Mitch McConnell want to hold on to their power, these motherfuckers will not even vote on the bill. You know, mm-hmm. they just fucking leave it. Yet 19 motherfucking kids, 19 more kids have to die. Well, you don't have to go through a background check before you get a gun. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like places you know, like buying a shotgun. You could just fucking go to Walmart and buy a shotgun, bro. Without a, without a background check? No, you could just fucking buy it. Because <laughs> I don't know anything about guns, right? Like I don't, it's not that I don't care to know. It's just that, you know, when you kind of grow up in a, in a lifestyle where, you know, you know a lot of people that were killed, you, you kind of get scared of that object in general, right? And I tend not to be in places where, uh, I know a lot of people hate to hear this, people who are very pro-gun, they're like, well, you don't know when things are going to happen. And, you know, you're, you are 100% right. Um, and I'm not saying I don't own a gun per se, but I don't know too much about guns. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if having to have, you know, get the license or whatever and the background check is stuff that's pertaining to California. Is that- Well, it's th- it does vary state by state. Okay, okay. Yeah, obviously the laws. Yeah, some places are a little bit more lax about it. Some places are, you know, uh, the states that are very, uh, let's say, tend to be right-leaning, you know, want to have more liberal gun rights. I right? heard that in, that in Texas too, like you can, you can gift somebody a gun and they can legally obtain it. I don't know which parts of Texas, but I heard that's true. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. And, and you know, fact check that though. Yeah. You know? And and look, man, it's it's a tricky fucking situation because to say that um gun reform laws don't work is complete fucking bullshit. Look at all the developed nations that exist uh that have these gun violence uh incidents, these mass shootings, right? Queer by far far ahead of all of them, right? Why is that? Because guns are more readily available here. Now, I forget if it was um, Australia or if it was uh, in the UK, but after, I, I I think it was a school shooting incident that had happened back in the day. It was like Australia or New Zealand, I forget. Yeah, they voluntarily gave their guns up. Yeah, They said, you know what? Nah, we don't, owning a gun is not as important as preventing something yeah. like this from happening. I mean, the hard part is, is like, you know, and I kind of sat and thought about this and this also kind of coincides with my trip to Korea. Mm. It's, it only reaffirmed my idea or the thought. And I wonder if people agree with this, that nobody has a singular identity of what it means to be an American, right? Like we're not, like we're not really like a, a homogenous country in terms of not just political identity, but mm. just I, our identity as what it is to be an American, right? Yeah. And the thing is, for me, in my personal opinion, I feel like guns are the probably the one thing that's attached to your Americanness. <laughs> yeah. You know, you take my fucking gun, you're gonna take me to the grave too. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so when somebody says, when somebody hears the idea of gun reform, what they hear is like, well, you're trying to strip away my American identity. And the weird thing about the American identity too, 
and I'm, you know, wrapping it back to the trip in South Korea is that when you ask somebody who's Korean, and mind you, this is a, a the country is a lot smaller than America is, yeah. right? And also the history is a lot deeper. It's a lot longer. Korea has an identity of what Korean people are. When somebody says Taehanmingu, right? Yeah. Like they have a certain pride that comes along with it. You know, I, I was telling Edric the story when I was in Korea, um, before you had to leave, you have to take a COVID test before you get back into the States. It can't be an over-the-counter one. It has to specifically be a PCR test. So you can't get it at a clinic. You can't get it at the hospital. You have to, uh, outdoor site, you have to get it at a clinic. Um, went to the clinic and this lady was asking us about our trip. And the, this was very poignant in terms of my idea of what I believe a lot of Korean people feel is that she wanted to ask us how our trip was because she wanted to make sure that our identity or what we thought of South Korea was something of, of a positive one. So if we didn't have a good meal or a good time, she was going to buy us a meal before we left back to the States, mm. right? And that kind of threw me off because it wasn't that she was doing something good out of, it was the goodness of her heart, yeah. but her objective was these people need to know how great our country is. I want to leave a positive impression on on mm-hmm. what our country and culture is about, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the motive behind. Yeah. yeah. And tourism in South Korea, from what I've seen from a lot of people who are there, they enjoy it because it's money mm-hmm. and they want people to understand that Korea is a great place to be and Korean people are awesome. Yeah. And that's kind of like how the tourism, tourism mentality is over there. Uh, from what I felt and what I when I was having conversations with these people, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just one person, that person. It was like two or three other people too. So in total, like maybe four. When you come to America, I don't think we had that same type of strength and identity here. Yeah, Our identity is different from my version of what, of, of what it is to be American is vastly different from the person down the block and so on and so forth. So when somebody tries to take away this gun thing, right, is the only thing that I say is like, oh, this might be tied to the American identity, taking away my guns. And the reason why that bothers me is because the way that people responded to this situation for people who are hyper pro gun owners is something I didn't really appreciate because it wasn't the first thing that came out their mouth was, I can't believe 19 kids die. They go, well, this is what happens when you're not protected at all times. You better not take my guns. Yeah. That took precedence before yeah. having a conversation about 19 children exactly. losing their lives. Exactly. Which bothers me. Yeah, it, that- it doesn't even piss me off. It makes me sad. It makes me sad and it infuriates me because the fact is, where does that mindset stem from? Entitlement. Fucking entitlement, right? This is my God-given fucking right. The Second Amendment. My my right to bear arms, you are not going to take that away from me. Versus, where's the fucking compassion? Where's the sympathy? Where's the thought of, oh my fucking God, man. 19 more children have died now. Do I really need my guns like this? Or am I, as a collective group, right? Yeah. Be willing to just forfeit it now in, in the name of keeping children safe, keeping people safe in the name of peace. But that thought never fucking crosses the minds of these pro-gun uh, people. It's always, well, that's why you got to have a gun yeah, to protect yeah, yeah, yourself. Yeah. See, it's like, that wouldn't happen around me. Well, okay, so where are all these fucking good guys with guns to stop all of these things from happening? Where are these motherfuckers yeah. then? Why are why are all of these mass shootings happening all the time? Yet you got all these motherfuckers who are saying, "Not on my watch." Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. were you for this then? Where the fuck were you? I think the hard part is is like America is so fucked in terms of gun ownership and gun laws in terms of like like I said, is so attached to the American identity 
that in order for you to take away these guns from people, yeah. it's it's almost damn near impossible now. Oh yeah, for sure. It's just like for sure. I people for, are too stupid. It's like, oh, this is a great solution, but in order for that to happen, it goes yeah. back to my th- staying of we need to have an, a homogenous idea of what it is to be an American, and people need to take pride in that. Yeah. So when a country who's albeit a lot smaller, but they have a strong cultural identity or a country identity. They can come together and say, this is for the better good of our country. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Whoa, hold on. Before we continue, my friends, hey, you guys heard of Secret Society before. That's S-C-R-T-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y, a contemporary fashion basic line that started up by me and my friends. Listen, um, I started up Secret Society with my buddies because um, fashion basics never die. And, you know, in a world full of industries and fashion companies that try to sell you stuff that's overpriced, that you don't get what your money is worth. We wanted to challenge those high end brands by doing what they do and doing it better, but at a better price, better quality. And it's just the clothes are freaking dope. If you haven't copped your secret society gear, you don't know what you're missing. Fashion basics are for everybody. We don't like to exclude anybody, guy, girl, whatever, unisex. We have it all check our shit out it's amazing every day that i'm on this podcast i'm rocking something secret society not just because i own a part of it but because i truly enjoy the clothes and i wouldn't be rocking something that i didn't love and enjoy check out secret society that's s-c-r-t-s-o-c-i-e-t-y.com and guess what our spring slash summer launch is launching next week so cop that gear we have vintage hues they look so fucking dope and let me tell you something man 
when you get our shit, people gonna ask, hey, where you get that? And you be like, Secret Society. <laughs> so Secret Society, that's S-C-R-T-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y dot com. Contemporary fashion basics for everyone. There's been so many, first of all, like the amount of illegal guns that are circulating in this country. Yeah. It's, it's why it's so impossible to take legal arms back. Because there's so much fucking illegal weaponry here. Dude, yes. Well, speaking of illegal guns, I'll say too, like when I was younger, the only reason why I didn't get myself strapped was because of recognizing my anger issues when I was younger and and knowing what that might lead to if I have a piece on me. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. E- and even though the idea behind having the piece on me might be to like protect myself, one bad incident, one bad situation might lead to a loss of life, even me losing my life, you know? So I just avoided that altogether. Like, you know what? I don't need to go down that path, right? I don't need the gun to protect myself. Like, I'm going to do without. I wonder why people, and I'm not sure if this is the actual case, mm. what the reason is behind having universal background checks for as it being... um just mandated across all states. It's not left up to the state. Like that's, everybody should have a universal background check because that's not even the idea of taking a gun away. It's yeah. making sure that these guns don't get into the wrong hands. <laughs> exactly. So I wonder what the reason behind that is. Is it because that's just loose legislation that people fear that they won't be able to get a gun at all? Because if you're, if you have a background check and most, most like everything in this country is, these background checks, even for when you get a driver's license, are so fucking loose. Yeah. It would be nice if there was a standard for it, though. <laughs> like, somewhat. That's, But it's not that hard to fucking get a gun in America. It's really not that hard. And that's why these things happen time and time again. And every time, like you just said, every time it happens, you got a bunch of people coming, making sure, hey, that's why I got my gun. Because this shit isn't going to happen on my watch. Not, you know, if anybody tries to come around and, and you know, harm me or my family... I got my gun to protect myself, you know, versus compassion, right? That's that's what's so fucked, man, about about being in America. And, and like you said earlier, I love this country. I was born here. And, and like the freedoms that I have, the rights that I have here, I appreciate it. But a lot of the times, man, I feel very disheartened as well when I see all the shit that's going on in this country. And a lot of people's reactions to it and there's nothing there's no like progressive thoughts on how to make it better it's no fuck that i'm going to hold on to what i think is right there there's no open mindedness you know and and like going back to the whole story that you were sharing about the doctor uh making sure like that that person or, or a couple mm-hmm. had a had a meal to leave a good impression that's because they're what we talked about earlier they're Pride in their culture wants them to leave a positive impression of it, right? Yeah. The pride here in, of being an American is of entitlement and almost elitism. Like mm. we're better than you. Yeah. It, our country is number one. America, I mean, come on. We know that, right? America number one, right? Yeah. Always I, I, the best at everything and anything. I think that kind of goes into my idea of what I either was expecting or wasn't expecting when I traveled to South Korea, right? Mm. Because we're kind of you know, force fed this thought, this idea that, listen, America is the best at everything. We are, we ha- we are the fucking shit. But then when I went into the South Korea, it's not that I was expecting South Korea to be trash. I just didn't realize 
how dope it was to that extent. What, I'm are, like, what are we the best at though? Let's be honest. Are we the best dude, at, we're good at student loans? Yes. Hey, we're, we're the best at, hey, uh, we're good at mass gu- shootings. Ma- mass yes. shootings. <laughs> we're the best at um, highest cost of education. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we're the best at uh, most debt. Yes. <laughs> Those are the things we're number one at. What, what are the things that actually fucking matter where we rank at in terms of Happiness military level, strength. <laughs> fu- yeah, there you go. Military. That's what it's always all what it's yeah. all about, and and it's it goes kind of hand in hand with a gun thing, right? But yeah, happiness level, uh, the amount of vacation people have in a year, we rank the fucking bottom on all that shit, you know. And it's like, so what really makes America number one? The fact that if you try to fuck with us, we will blow you to fucking smithereens <laughs> off the face of the planet. Well, I, that's where a lot of our money goes into, right? Yeah. Government-wise. Like military and defense. Military, which is kind of, which I, I mean, there's definitely people who are in the military or somebody who knows more about this that could probably explain, you know, where this funding goes and why it's important. Well, but, I mean, look, man, when we see things like uh, the situation in Ukraine, with Russia invading them, right? We look at it and it's like, well, that's wrong on every single level, right? And then you look at a place like America. Dude, our, our hands aren't clean. We got fucking blood on our hands too. There was a gaffe made by George W. recently who was actually condemning the whole Russian invasion of Ukraine. But he misspoke and he said, Iraq. So he said all this shit and then, and then he goes, well, I mean, it's true. <laughs> so he publicly admitted that the war on Iraq was a fabricated war and it was completely wrong to do. And it's like, well, yeah. too late, bro. Yeah. I mean, that's what everybody had said, but you just fucking confirmed it now, you know? I mean, that's the hard part too, like because three three pretty crazy mass shootings yeah. within two weeks is nuts, man. It um, is. There it was is. the one that happened pretty close to us in the OC where it was a- The Taiwanese church. Taiwanese church out in the OC. Yeah. And there was a story about a doctor there who tried to step in and yeah, save he got people. Killed. And he yeah. got fucking killed because yeah. he tried to be a hero. Yeah. yeah. And so, and I heard too, when I was reading certain things too, they go, see, if he had a gun, he could have stopped them, but he didn't. Which, yeah, I get, but- if we what. had no guns, it wouldn't have happened, period. <laughs> right? Let's kinda... let's not skip that part. Let's yeah. not go to the part where, well, if if I if he had a gun, it wouldn't have if the motherfucking crazy ass didn't have a gun though, it wouldn't have happened, period. Were they saying that this was uh, race race motivated? It, it's it wasn't race related. It was um uh, I don't know if you call it race. So it was a Chinese guy who was anti-Taiwanese. Oh, it was a Chinese guy? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. So it was anti... He was very pro-China and very anti-Taiwan. And But okay, that doesn't even fucking make sense. Yeah. You know why? Because you could... What is the purpose of China being (laughs) anti-Taiwan? What is that? What is the purpose does that serve? Because right now, and and which is a sensitive topic, is what Taiwan wants doesn't want to be a part of China. Right? right? China doesn't want to be, or Taiwan doesn't want to be a part of um, China. They want to be their own independent country, so to speak. And Biden um, kind of backed it up, saying, "Yeah, if you invade, we're going to back militarily." He would. He. It's the first time he said explicitly that he would uh, back them up militarily. Like he would act militarily. And then he backtracked a little bit. But yeah, it's under China's 
a one China policy. Yeah. Where it says this is all a part of China. But Taiwan is saying, nah, bro, we, we've been kind of doing our own thing for a while. But then some of these very pro-China people um, are like, nah, you guys belong to us. Which that's what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense for you to go ahead and kill people who are part of your countrymen. Then. <laughs> if it's if the objective is you're Taiwan, you're not Taiwanese, you're actually Chinese. I- the objective to go in and murder people who are your kindred countrymen doesn't make any sense. It's, I think, it's counterintuitive. I think, I think in their mind, they're trying to wipe out the people who have that pro-Taiwan stance. Then go to Taiwan, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Because there are people in Taiwan who, who are… Um, Pro-China? Yeah. Who, who don't uh, have any qualms about saying, yeah, we're a part of China. But yeah. then you have the… I forgot if it's like the green party or some shit. I I forget what the colors are who are very pro Taiwan. And it's like, no, we're, we're our own thing. We're our own entity. You guys, we're separate from you guys. You know, it should like, I mean, I know people from Taiwan who look down on mainlanders like, Oh, I know a lot of people from Taiwan. (laughs) Like, don't you ever fucking call me Chinese. You know, know? that's the thing too. I I had a friend, she says she was uh, Taiwanese, right? And I didn't know what Taiwanese was. Yeah, me too, growing I up. Know. Yeah, I didn't either. And so I kind of, you know, I didn't understand how deep that emotion and feeling was. Yeah. Because in my mind, I read the history, yeah. right? Very loosely. And I don't remember now. But all I know is that there is an indigenous people of Taiwan, mm. right? And they were basically pushed out to the, to the fringes. Yeah. And people in China took over. And these indigenous Taiwanese people, they're Taiwanese. Yeah. And so when she says, I'm Taiwanese, I'm like, no, you're Chinese. And she took like offense to that. This is the girl I was dating, by the way. <laughs> and she was like, no, I'm not Chinese. I was like, wait, what do you mean you're not Chinese? Like yeah. you're, you're not an indigenous Taiwanese person. Like mm-hmm. I was explaining to her in my eyes, because I don't know, I didn't know about the history and how they felt about it mm-hmm. was, that's like saying like, you're telling me right now that you're Native American just because you're a white person that came on a boat and you settled here and saying you're a Native American person. That's what it sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. Or, but she was trying to explain to me. She goes, no, I'm from Taiwan. I'm Taiwanese. I'm like, no, you're Chinese. <laughs> the Taiwanese people are there. Yeah. They're indigenous. They're, they're, yeah. they're Taiwanese people. And I didn't really understand like the social political implications of the things that I was saying. Yeah. Right? Which I get it. I understand. But um, yeah, I, I wish I, I, I could redo that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Some people take like great offense to if they're Taiwanese and you call them Chinese. Don't you fucking dare. Yeah, don't, don't you, you call me dare. a dirty Chinese. I am Taiwanese. So they, so that guy was trying to kill them because of his pro-China sentiment. Yes, because of, let me, let me, let me see this guy's name. Let me see. Um, uh, the doctor, by the way, was, uh, I believe John Chang was his name. Shout outs to John Chang, yeah. man. Rest John in peace, Chang. bro. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, was a U.S. citizen who actually grew up in Taiwan, but he was motivated by his hatred of the self-governing <laughs> So he was actually Taiwanese himself, I guess. And he hated, oh, his family was reportedly among those forcibly removed from mainland China to Taiwan. Okay, so he oh. was, they were forcibly removed. And so he, I guess, had that very strong feeling, that sense of identity of being Chinese. And he's like, Fuck these Taiwanese people. I'm going to murder them. But that's, he's a crazy person. He's a crazy guy. He's, I mean, he's a crazy person, clearly. A lot of the times, I mean, 
No, not a lot of the times. I would say fucking 100% of the time. It's a crazy person. Yeah, it's a crazy person. The idea that somebody who's that mentally unstable can get their hands on like semi-automatic weapons is fucking nuts to me. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy. And even before that, you said there was, this is this is the one I know nothing Buffalo, about. New York. There was something that happened in Buffalo, New York, which that was supposed to be a racially motivated. Racially motivated incident. It was a white kid, um, again, who will remain nameless. Fuck this kid. Um, he basically had this long-standing like pro-white stance, right? And he was buying into the idea of, I forget what the actual term is called, but it's like this idea that the white race is is dying out and they got to make sure that this doesn't happen. Is for real, bro? <laughs> no, there's, there's an actual term for it. I forgot what it was called. Um, but it's the idea behind it is that the white race is Why dying that? out. <laughs> that would make sense. Um, so he targeted this area based on um, kind of the demographics. The population of black people. There. Yeah. And he knew that there, there would be black people there. Is it true? Well, I'm not, I, I, this could just be me reading things and me not kind of looking into it carefully. Mm-hmm. That he wrote N-word with a hard R on his rifle. That it was written I, on That there? I don't know. That I'm not sure. Brain farts. This podcast is brought to you by Raycon. My friends keep this podcast going by supporting our sponsors. And Raycon has been sponsoring us for quite a while because I love them. Just came back from South Korea. Guess what I used on the plane to watch my anime. That's right. Your boy is an anime fanatic. I watched Jujutsu Kaisen with my Raycon earbuds. And guess what? Amazing. They were so light and comfortable. Forgot they were in my ear and I just fell asleep right on the plane. That's Awesome. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable. And no, they will not budge. Trust me. I love my shit. Biking, boxing, whatever you call it, they're in my ear, ready to go every day. Check out Raycon's wireless earbuds. My guess is that you're going to want to leave them a five-star review too. Go to buyraycon.com slash brain today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash brain to score 15% off buyraycon.com slash brain. Um, I know he had like a whole thing that he wrote. Um, and he had a manifesto? Yeah, he did have a Jesus manifesto. Christ. Well, I don't know if they were calling it a manifesto, but it might have been just like his journals, like his diaries or, or just writings that he had written about his thoughts and ideas. He had a journal? Fucking I think pussy. So. No, I, I so. I don't know if it was like a journal. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to be a mass murderer and have a journal, a diary, you little pussy? Yeah, I don't know if it was a journal or a manifesto, but yeah, he clearly had these ideas and thoughts that were very oh, I, pro-white. I want to read this diary that yeah, he had. Um, and, and, and I think he also was a, a poster on like 4chan too, or, or he adopted ideas from 4chan. Of course, of course. June 16th. Yeah. I saw another black person. My day was ruined. <laughs> like, what the fuck? This guy's a fucking loser, dude. I, I, add another one that I'm going to kill to the list. Um, but no, the, what was especially disturbing about this one was he live streamed this shit on Twitch. Oh. Yeah, he live streamed this shit, bro. I mean, the feed got cut off, I think, about two and a half minutes into it because people recognized oh, what shit. was happening. Yeah, this, bro, I saw. I saw the the video. I can't watch that it's, shit, man. It's fucking brutal, dude. It's he so he starts recording from him in the car driving up to the market. Mm-hmm. So he's on the road, pulls into the market, parks right in front of the entrance. 
I don't even think he turns off his engine. He puts it in park. Literally, as soon as he gets out, he starts firing. First person he sees. I think murders he him. Murders them. I think he shoots him like twice. Um, but yeah, this was uh, racially motivated, and and he was targeting black people uh, specifically. That's why he went to the neighborhood that he went to, and went to the market that he went to, because he knew it was a market that um, predominantly had uh, African American customers. So, another one of those incidents. Many, do, you, do you know how many people passed away? Mm, double digit. Double digit. Oh, damn, it's up there, huh? Yeah, I think it was like eleven. Let, let me let me let me double check. You know what the crazy thing about this is too? It's just um, you know, we 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 do have a lot of these conversations in this country where I do agree racism obviously isn't as bad as it was thirty years ago. Yeah, but there's still a handful of people out there that yeah. denies that racism exists in this country, and I I don't understand what the the, the stance is on that. You can recognize that racism isn't as bad as, as it was 30, 40 years ago. Oh. But you can also recognize that racism is still prevalent and still I around. Would, I would argue racism is more or less the same. It's just that the laws have changed, right? To favor equal rights, you know? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, we can probably all agree that obviously like during the times of, you know, people's grandparents and then it's substantially better now, yeah. you know, in terms of laws and stuff. But racial sentiments still are around. Oh, and you see sure. it in cases like this. I mean, and once again, it goes back to just, I wonder where the empathy is for people, right? Where they see this and they go, well, that was just a crazy person. It doesn't mean anything. Why is that the first thing out of your fucking mouth? Yeah, I don't understand it. Like, I want to understand people's objective. What is your objective? Is your objective to say that to be like, ha, I told you so. Uh, or is your objective just to say, well, by the way, I want to be right about something. And, I, you know, I'm sick and tired of white people getting pushed around, which well, I don't know what where the fuck you're getting that from. But I, I do see that. It's like, I, should I always feel guilty? I don't think that's the case, right? Um, I think when we have a conversation about racism with people who are white Americans, I, I do understand where sometimes they feel like, okay, how long do I have to apologize for? I think that's a very bad take on it. It's not a sense of you have to apologize for what your ancestors did. It's when you want to tell somebody that it's not a big deal because it's not you in their shoes. Right. You go, well, that was like, I don't know, 60 years ago. Why are you shitting on me for this? It's not that. It's just you have an attitude of denying that this has had a ripple effect and repercussions to these people who are right before you right now. Mm -hmm. Those type of stuff transfers over there's generational trauma that happens a lot absolutely and i'm pretty sure that they've had their own personal generational trauma whether they came i don't know from europe from a poor country or whatever and if you can recognize that you can understand how slavery or even not just slavery like systemic racism which was put into law here where we had to have separate bathrooms yeah where they couldn't eat in the same diet there's people who are alive till this day that still experience experience yeah. that it hasn't yeah. been that long it hasn't so it's not about you feeling personal guilt for it I think it's more of an issue of you denying that people have experienced this. Or, or, that, or that there's no inequality yeah. even. Like, what are you talking about? It's, it's the same for me as it is for you. No, it's fucking not, man. Yeah. No, it's not. It's never been. It probably never will be. It's sad to say that, but it, that, that's the fucking reality well, we of it. We have a mutual friend too where she was telling us about her husband who was, you know, who at the time kind of understood, like, you know, as a black man, 
was like, okay, I understand what's going on in this country with my people, but you know, maybe some of these situations aren't as bad as people say it. Well, he had a personal experience too, where, I mean, she could come on the podcast and tell the story because it's fucking nuts and I might be butchering it right now, but he essentially was on a train and this is a guy who is a professional. He's like in a suit and everything else like that gets into an altercation with the cop because he uh, fell asleep on the train and they tased him and they beat the shit out of him. Oh my God. Are you serious? I'm talking about- Because he fell asleep? He had his uh, work tag. Oh my God. On him. Like his work tag on him. And he has like a briefcase and a suit and the whole shebang. And he fell asleep on him. They're treating him like he was a, a, a like some crackhead or a junkie, which well, even then if he was, you still shouldn't be treating people like that. But they, and she was on the phone with them as he was being like interrogated and they taste his ass. What can you do but fucking laugh because it's so ridiculous. It's 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 fucking it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous that it's like comical, you know? But I mean, fuck man, add that to the, you know, infinite list of other incidents like that that happen or across this country on a daily basis mm-hmm. that we just don't hear about or know about. But we can say with, with certain level of certainty that it is happening, you know? Uh, by the way, the Buffalo count, it's a 10... 10 were killed and three Jesus. were wounded. That's yeah, crazy. So, um, but Could you imagine? It's, like you just walk out and you're going, I, I don't know what store he shot up. Yeah, it's 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 a local chain. I had never heard of it before. It's like a grocery but, store or something? Yeah, or? no, th- that's seriously exactly what it, like a woman is just walking and then she just gets shot, killed. Why? Someone shopping in the store, shot and killed. And then people start to realize, oh shit, something's going on. People start scrambling, running away, panicking, but- yeah, dude. Like, can you imagine just fucking looking? Oh, you know, what kind of cereal should I? Boom. Dead. That's it. You're fucking dead. Or even worse, you see a fucking loved one get killed to death like that. What if you survived the shot? You know, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just. just uh, yeah. And I, and I know. I, I wonder, too, if it comes with age when people start to realize, like, the gravity of the situation. You know, there's a lot of people in this country or just people in general who are who are blessed with very peaceful and calm lives. And they never had to be faced with a situation where you lost somebody through death, yeah. you know, or somebody to be taken away very abruptly in their life. But, so it's it's like, how do you explain to people the tragedy? And I, and I think what happens too is a lot of us have become so desensitized because of this shit happening so frequently that when they hear these stories, it doesn't really rock them. Yeah. But, because think about it like this. This stuff is all over the news, quote unquote, right? Um, but Sandy Hook, which was fucking nuts, and their numbers aren't that far off from this one. Yeah, this is the worst one since Sandy, Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook. Yeah. And I TikTok is still TikToking like it normally is. Instagram is still going like it normally is. Yep. And it's so sad because now I understand it's like, oh, because this subject doesn't give you social currency and credit. And because not your your favorite celebrities aren't talking about it right now because there aren't people protesting out in the middle of the streets. Yeah. There's no crazy, crazy amount of social media coverage. You just don't care. Yeah. But if there was, you would feel an urge to make a post about this. But I checked all of Instagram today. Maybe two people talked about it. Yeah. How fucking crazy. And this yeah. is one of the biggest mass massacres, specifically of children since the Sandy Hook incident. And the Sandy Hook incident, by the way, has documentaries about it because of how fucking insane exactly man and and look you don't have to have gone through anything remotely close to feel a sense of like compassion and and disgust and anger from seeing this ha- like come on man imagine 
your fucking little brother, little sister, your cousin, your nephew, your niece was one of these kids who were just fucking sitting in class at school. And then this crazy motherfucker comes in there and shoots him in the head and kills him. You know, like, just imagine that. You know what I mean? You don't have to have experienced violence ever in your life to recognize how fucking foul and terrible of an incident this is. True. But once again, I, I feel like a lot of young people aren't even connected to people. They don't in the first care place. because the fu- you just said it, man. This fucking social currency. This shit ain't gonna give me likes. This shit ain't gonna give me fucking clout. Like, oh, let me let me hop on this next dance trend. Matter of fact, let me try. Let me hop on this TikTok da- TikTok dance challenge. It's so fucking sad, man. And, and look, I'm a fucking nobody on social media. I don't have a platform, but like. That's why I try to make an active effort to share like these big news because if even one person looks at that and, and maybe they weren't aware of it and they think, oh my God, this is fucking terrible. Because it's all about awareness, right? It starts with awareness. And so, yeah, it does deeply fucking disturb me when you when when I see what you mentioned, like things like this happen and it's just like nothing happened. Yeah. When when If you're on these social media platforms, you would have no fucking clue that something like this even happened. Well, the crazy thing is too, like I, I look at social media, you know, and my my idea and view of social media changes constantly now. Yeah. And now I'm starting to see this, you know, I'm really starting to believe that social media, like stuff like quick content, like TikTok is honestly becoming like the downfall of human society. <laughs> yeah, it and is. I know it yeah, sounds it like I'm being very hyperbolic, like, like I'm exaggerating this shit. But I want you guys to understand just just this. And I'm not against social media created this lifestyle that I have now, right? But I feel like because I'm in an earlier generation, I balance it out a lot better than most people do, right? But now it's very odd how your value is tied to this thing. Everything, your life, your self-worth, whatever the fuck that it is, and the dumber and more outlandish things that you do is constantly rewarded. You get this endorphin hit yeah. of like, yo, okay, so I did this fake video where I pretended to be mad at my girlfriend and I, or I fake these social justice stuff and I get more views, I get more likes. And now this is becoming a standard of what a high society person is. It's like, oh, the most valued people aren't based on their skill and their intellect anymore. It's based on how outlandish they are. Yeah. So our value of uh, of an elite human being has nothing to do with skill or intelligence now. Yeah. Has everything to do with what you did to make sure that you were the most known. The idea of a celebrity too isn't based on skill. Yeah. It's not. It's not at and, all. It's some of these people you're like what do you what what do you what is it that you do? What I'm are you an famous for? Like yeah. what is an influencer? Yeah. Oh, I I pose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, if, I post. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, come again. <laughs> like, excuse me. What yeah. do you mean? Yeah. Right? Can you but, elaborate? But this is ex- this is is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Our our level of revelry for these people of high skills are people without skills, and they are the people at the top of society now. Yeah. It's uh, maybe not the top of society, but in in your general community, they're, they're at they're in an elite circle of. Of like and influence. And now these people are what the young people are trying to imitate. When you ask people like in these elementary schools, um, like teachers, you'll see what a majority of what these kids say. They go, what do you yeah. want to be when you grow up? Yeah. They say YouTuber, TikToker. Yeah. Streamer. You Streamer. Know? Yeah. Not cop, not um, a doctor, yeah. not a lawyer, not 
a business owner, somebody who owns a restaurant, somebody who cooks food, nothing that has to do with actual skill. They're essentially, when they say YouTuber, it's not, I want to do this because of this job. I do this because I want people to love me. Yeah, that's that's the fucked up part about it. Is it's that, sad. Dude. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. My lovely genius brain farts. This podcast is brought to you by Fume. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip-flops? Yeah, we've been there too. But here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. It's not about giving up. It's about switching up, baby. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. What is Fume, you ask? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy that makes replacing your bad habit easy. I keep one in my car just because I'm a fidgety guy. And guess what? I'd be puffing on that delicious herbal tea vapor, my friends. Nothing bad for you in there. And definitely, definitely fun to use. My friends, start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash genius and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving the listeners of the show 10% off when they use my code genius to help make starting the good habit that much easier easier. Start the good habit at trifume.com slash genius to save 10% off the journey pack today. You already know what it is, my friends. This podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. So many of you guys have DM me, messaged me that you've never tried therapy before, but you tried BetterHelp and now it's an everyday part of your routine. Sometimes every day, sometimes bi-weekly, sometimes tri-monthly. However you like it, BetterHelp has your back. Life can be overwhelming and many people are burned out without even knowing it. Symptoms can include lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped, detachment, fatigue, and more. My friends, your mental health is important. And everybody who has tried BetterHelp through this podcast, guess what? I am proud of you. I'm happy that you're getting rid of that that negative stigma that therapy has in your head and you're trying this for yourself and you're getting better because, my friends, I'm right there with you. been using BetterHelp for quite a while now and I ain't going to stop ever. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Genius Brain listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Genius. That's better. H-E-L-P.com slash genius. Techno- this type of technology was a blessing in a sense that you, like some of these talented independent creators who might, you know, for whatever reason, might have not got any recognition or attention. Maybe they're just in a bumpfuck nowhere in somewhere in the world, right? And they don't have that type of platform. But now all of a sudden, they have this platform to be able to share their skills and their talent and people can see it and recognize it. But then that started to slowly morph into, okay, what is going to get the most amount of attention in the shortest amount of time? Now it's, okay, how can we get the most amount of likes and views within 11 seconds or less? Yeah, That's the motive now. That's the goal. And so what can you really do and say in 11 seconds, right? 
not much. Yeah. But now there's like a formula people figure out to like squeeze these Dude, things some in. Some of the worst videos. And if you're a content creator that watches this and this is what you do, you're a fucking loser. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Whatever but, you're going to say, I already agree. I don't even know what it is that you're going to say, but I agree. A video and yeah. they put a video of them in the corner explaining yeah. what we're already watching. <laughs> How do you live with yourself? <laughs> How? They go, oh my God, they're, they're lighting that candle on fire. Oh my God, it's melting. Wow, wow, wax melts that fast? Whoa, this is crazy. Oh my God, there's another candle within that candle. Dude, Guys, I never expect. But, but that's become a trend though, you know? But the sad thing about that is, yeah. there's like a couple of videos that do well and then the other ones get no views, but they still do because they're, they're still chasing that one video that I blew know. up. I know. You are a fucking loser. <laughs> you you offer nothing in terms of skill. Yeah. What you do, literally anybody can do. Yeah. You know, and I know they say that a lot about stuff that I do, but you literally can't do it. Yeah. Uh, number, number three, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> First, you're a loser. Two, you can't do anything. Three, you're a fucking loser. Let and it's like, literally, you. if I had a conversation with this person, I'm yeah. like, what do you do for a living? They yeah. go, I, uh, I, I talk about, I, I don't, you don't, I don't even talk about videos. I describe what you're already watching. <laughs> I narrate. I mean, you know I'm what the narrator. answer to that is, is yeah. like, hey man, they're hustling. Are they? In what sense? You ain't no motherfucking David Attenborough, bro. Yeah. You ain't the got fuck? that voice. Yeah, you ain't hey, got if that you were sweat. David Attenborough, right? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, and you're like, the candle Look wax. This. Yeah. Magnificent. Yeah. <laughs> the sea urchin crawls across the seabed in order to look for its prey. Yeah. yeah. I might give you some fucking respect. Yeah. But you describing candle wax melting. Yeah. I don't need it. Yeah. Nobody fucking needs it. I don't it. need a motherfucking narr- narration for and that. And the idea behind that too, the majority of the comments is people calling him a fucking loser. Yeah, that. I mean, that's that's what's sad, man, in, in today's society and I culture. don't get it. We don't, we don't get it, but you know, that's, again, that's what's sad is it doesn't make sense, but because people are so fucking, um, I guess, obsessed with getting likes and with getting views, they're willing to do anything, try anything, even if it's like something that may come off as cringe or embarrassing. In some cases, they even fucking purposely try to be cringe or embarrassing, right? It, it just so that, again, they can get those likes, they can get those views. But it's like, man, to the young people, I just want to say to them, like, I really would hope you guys can maybe take a week or two, just take a little break from social media, from online shit and see what it does for your life. You There's know? no longevity in that shit either. And look, man, to each their own, fuck. If they enjoy doing that and they get some sort of fucking fulfillment or satisfaction, happiness from it, then by all means. But when I look at that, I'm just like, come on, man. There's a little more to life than that. Yeah, you know? and I'm not saying I dislike TikTok or fast content. I think it's entertaining. It's dope. There's I'm a ta- perp- I mean, there's a place for it. Yeah, there- and I'm talking about the mentality and psyche that a lot of people have going into it, thinking that it's going to be their be-all, end-all. And they found out that their success only lasts for less than a year. And they keep searching for this next big hit. Yeah. And they keep searching for this over and over and over again. They wonder why they're, they're not valued as a person. That's when this shit becomes fucked up. And that's where a lot of fucking young people are going through right yeah. now. Like you have to understand something. You're basing 
um, value into something that's super fleeting, dude. Nobody gives a fuck about you. At the end of the day, when you die and you're waking up miserable every day because you're chasing fucking this idea of love and affection for people who don't give a fuck about you, you're going to end up sad as fuck. I've seen it with so many YouTubers. Yeah. And YouTube wasn't even as bad as TikTok is now. Yeah. And I've seen these guys collapse. I've seen them fucking go into, they had to go into extensive therapy. They had to disappear for years and come back and learn that this stuff doesn't fucking matter. Of course, man. Of course. And and look, it's there's no legacy with it. Or, or I'm not going to say there's no legacy, but the chances of you leaving behind the legacy are pretty slim because there's so much fucking content and content creators now. You might pop off for one week, but you're hot for that day in the week. That's yeah. it. And you're forgotten completely. You had that one and done. That's why people, it's it's hard to explain. Like I put out this tweet the other day. It was just a joke, but it's, but there's a realness to it. Um, People wonder why I never kept my YouTube play buttons. I had a gold one and a silver one. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. Oh, that's right. I actually, me being friends with you all this time, I've never, You've never seen realized. It. Yeah. <laughs> I threw it away. <laughs> it was annoying to keep around when I was moving. It's gigantic. It's huge. <laughs> You're like, fuck this shit. I threw it away. Yeah. I don't need it. Yeah. Like, I, I, it, it's not me trying to say like, oh, I'm better than this. It's yeah. just, it doesn't, I don't, I genuinely just don't care for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I remember too, like the moment I hit half a million uh, followers, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. And that number didn't matter to me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you notice on my channel, I never really followed trends. Like the, the, whatever trend was hot at the time, you never saw it on my channel. Right. And the reason why wasn't because I was trying to be different. I just wasn't genuinely interested in it. Yeah. And so if it, if I wasn't interested in doing something like this, which is completely left up to my choice, then I might as well just work a nine to five. Because mm-hmm. if it's just for a paycheck, there's other jobs that make a lot more money than this yeah. or a substantial amount of money yeah. that's a lot more stable. Yeah. And I would have done that instead. Yeah. And and look, me as your friend, you know, we've been friends for how long now? Like eight years, something yeah. like that. Um, Me just kind of like, getting an inside look at how you worked and what your creative process was like. It's something that, you know, I, I've, and I've told you this before too, that I respected and admired because at the time, like your generation of content creators on YouTube, what they were doing, right? A lot of them, I was like, you know, this shit is pretty whack. And and from a standpoint of like, you could clearly tell they don't have like that creative inclination. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and not only that, their work ethic is just not there. It shows in the quality of the work. But then for you, like, how much you cared about the content and, and like the creativity behind it. And then, yeah, it, it it's a testament though, uh, because look at where you are now in terms of staying relevant through all those years. Look yeah. at all the content creators that you came up with. How many of them are relevant today? Not a lot. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's a testament to like you staying in your lane and doing what you feel like brings you some sort of fulfillment, scratches that creative itch, and yeah, makes you feel like this is not a nine to five. Yeah. And the the I think the biggest thing that I focused on too was I stopped worrying about new followers. Mm-hmm. I only care, I started caring about the people who stuck with me. Your community, your community. Yeah, and that community to me matters more than the people that who are going to come in later. Not to say that new followers don't matter. Yeah. But I can't keep catering to a new audience that aren't going to stick around. It's never ending fucking thing. Yeah. There's people that I've met that follow me for 10 years. Yeah. And they still follow me till this day. They yeah. still wait for these videos. They're waiting for vlogs to happen, even though most likely it's not going to happen again. <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's very much appreciated. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and that type of effort matters, you know, and to tie it back to just kind of what we were talking about before, I just. Yeah. You might think it's, it's an exaggeration where I say it's like the downfall of society, but I don't see us rebounding back from this. 
I don't see us rebounding back from a society where people are just glued to their phones 24-7. And I fall into that category too where I see myself on my phone a little bit too often, Mm. right? Albeit my living is based off of it. But there's a reason why I I haven't really made such efforts to be a part of the whole entertainment machine. Yeah, I like where I'm at right now. I like doing what I'm doing. The moment I step over to that other side, I'm at the, the... the will and call of this entertainment machine, mm-hmm. sucking ass, kissing ass, uh, fucking schmoozing with people, <laughs> sucking dick, licking clits. Not only are you kissing ass, you're sucking, I'm sucking ass, ass too. I'm sucking ass. That's I'm, a new one. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to suck their heart through their asshole. This is what I'm doing now, you yeah. know. And I just, I, I had a taste of it, and it, it sucks. I, yeah. I, I dislike it very much. And people are. are understandably turned off by me because I don't play the game. Mm. You know, they go, oh, hey, man. And like, I dude, I did this at the last little mixer event that I was at. Yeah. Person comes out to me, won't say their name. And they go, dude, man, I love your shit. I, you know, I watch your stuff all the time. I was like, what was my last video? Uh, uh, they started uh, stuttering uh, yeah, and I yeah. saw sweat coming off yeah, their face. Yeah. I was like, I'm just giving you shit, bro. Yeah. I was like, you don't got to say. Yeah, like don't say shit. that if you don't fucking mean it. Just like, come yeah, and say what's like, up. I was you like, know? you don't got to like all my shit. Yeah. Like, you don't have to do all that shit, bro. Yeah. It's like, leave that Hollywood shit at the door. Like, just say you used to watch my shit yeah. and you like what I did. Or just say, what's up? You, you yeah. know what I mean? Just introduce yourself that, as a person. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, my bad, man. You know, she's Hollywood shit. I just, yeah. you know, I kind of say that shit real fast. It's like, I get it. But, yeah. you know, I'm not really Hollywood, yeah. so you don't need to do all that stuff. Is like, that when you showed them your ass shit? You last suck it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, listen, well, ass. now it's time for me to suck your ass. So spread them open. And I suck all the way through. And he had corn that day. Oh, I could man. tell. Well, no. guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Podcast. Uh, if you have any suggestions or thoughts about like gun control, and this is obviously something that I don't really know too much about. Yeah, uh, let's let's preface it too. Is we're not we're not saying we're authorities on this topic or that we're you know we know everything, all the ins and outs. We're expressing our opinions and our outlook on it, and and like in light of these recent incidents, which I think universally people should be able to agree on is fucking heinous, is terrible. It shouldn't happen. And what can we do to make sure it doesn't happen? All I know is that apparently if you write journals and diaries like a little fucking loser, <laughs> apparently the next step is to shoot up a school. Yeah. You, that's your legacy, dude. Yeah. You fucking diary writing bitch. Yeah, what a loser. Yeah. You, could, you could check uh, Edric out at Ed2 on Instagram and also Secret Society. Uh, this is coming out this week. So probably the week after we're going to be launching our spring summer launch. It was that's supposed to right. be- Vintage use. If you see what, what we I got, got on, yeah, shit, what we got on right now, yeah, man, this shit you got, is. You see this? I, I wonder if that reads. If it probably not, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, this is like a, a vinyl heat transfer that's on here. It might look matte gray uh, for those of you who might be watching, but based on the light, the re- intensity, and how the angle it hits it, you see a spectrum of different colors, which is super fucking dope. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, guys, catch Genius Brain every Sundays at 12 p.m. Secret Society. That's S-C-R-T-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y.com. Look for that new drop. If not, we have our Back to Basics collection, which is should be filling up your closets either way because you can match anything and everything with this. The hat, by the way, is from the Back to Basics collection. It goes with the vintage hues. It yeah. goes with everything. Yeah. It's all mix and match. All yeah. mix and match. We'll see you all next time. Peace. All right. Peace. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, 
Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.